forever. Dog. Tonight on the show, we got Sabrina Ellis. They're in studio tonight, debuting music from their upcoming solo effort. A solo record coming. Get ready for that. Can't wait. Uh, we also are going to be talking about the holidays and how to get through them. How do you get through the holidays, my friends? How? How do you get through them? I have problems. You have problems. We're going to figure them all out. Let's figure them all out. Let's go. We'll get through. We'll get through the holidays together. How's that sound? Does that sound like a plan? The phone number 201-989-0012. That's the number to get in on the action for anything and everything tonight. And I tell you now, it's called the best show for a reason. Three hours from now, you're going to say, that kid knew what he was talking about. It is the best show. And I'm eating my hat over here because I didn't think it was. You better go get some A1 sauce or sweet and sour or barbecue or mustard, mayonnaise, whatever you want to put on the hat. But you're going to be eating that hat tonight because it's the best show. And you're going to realize because here we go in five, four, a three, a two, a one. Take it away. to the best show uh, here on a Tuesday night in December of 2022. Can you feel it? The, the chill in the air, the holidays are right around the corner. And that's what we'll be talking about on the show tonight. The number is 201-989-0012. We're going to talk about the holidays and how we can get through the holidays together. Right? Together. We'll get through it together. That's how we do it. Together. Because we are all friends. Yes? This is a this is a, this is a top-notch best show tonight. We got Sabrina Ellis from A Giant Dog and Sweet Spirit. One of my favorites. They are top front people I've ever seen in a band ever love it can't get enough hero level i say hero level well sabrina is in studio and they've got 
some solo stuff coming out in 2023, and we are going to get the first, we get the first look at it, the first hear of it. How about that? So get ready for that. Coming up later in the show, a special set from Sabrina Ellis. Can't wait to catch up, and that's going to be great. And then we're also talking about the holidays, right? We'll talk about the holidays. The things that you, the things you just got to do and you got to cope with. It's hard. Holidays are hard, right? How hard are the holidays? Very hard, right? I think they're hard. And I am here to help you. If you're like, how, Tom, how can I get past the holidays, uh, my uncle drives me nuts. I can't stand my uh, my grandpappy. Whatever your thing is, you just call up 201-989-0012 and we can talk all about it. Figure out how to get through the holidays together. We just heard three songs tonight on the best show, a three for Tuesday. And all three were in tribute to uh, Hamish Kilgower, who uh, passed away, uh, I believe, a week ago. Uh, news is just coming out now about it. Uh, we heard Getting Older by The Clean, Oddity by The Clean, and also by The Clean, the debut single, Tally Ho. Um yeah, Hamish is somebody who I look. I didn't get to see the Velvet Underground, obviously. Uh, well, some of you might. Uh, you know, there'll be, there'll be things where I'll just make a joke. I'll be like, uh, say to somebody, it's like uh, I'm 77 years young, and they'll be like, "You're not 77." It's like, yes, of course I'm not 77. What are you doing to me? Really? Think I'm? Just stretching it out a little bit there. Uh, you, you're more like 74. Now look. I didn't get to see the Velvet Underground, but I did get to see the clean. And New Zealand legends. Nothing uh, made more of a mark on me than the music out of New Zealand in the 80s. Uh, the clean... I mean, so many tall dwarves, Bowser Space, uh, Snapper, uh, the Bats, hundred bands, Alistair Galbraith, Peter Jeffries, uh, it just, yeah, the the Chills, it just it, it, the greatest music, the Verlaines. See, now it's all making some of the most monumental music in. In all of music, and I'm not being, uh, I'm not exaggerating when I say how important that music was and still is to me and a lot of people. Um, there's just a purity to it, and a and a and a spirit and a love to all of it, and it just resonated on the deepest possible level all of those bands and 
the clean were the band at the top of the pyramid with all of the New Zealand flying nun expressway stuff. Um, and Hamish Kilgour was one of the three members of the clean and they were the best and Hamish spent a lot of time in New York and, uh, was around WFMU a lot. I got to know him and, um, Great guy, insanely brilliant, uh, huge, huge loss, just heartbreaking. So truly rest in peace to Hamish Kilgour, uh, will, it's definitely going to be missed. Um, yeah, very sad. Uh. Let's see if anything is going on on the old phoneronies. Um, yeah, 201-989-0012. Couple things I've been meaning to tell you all about, just so you know. Uh, if you're a listener to The Best Show and you're like, well, how can I support The Best Show? Well, guess what? The best way to support the show is to sign up over at Patreon. That's the way The Best Show makes its money. Patreon.com slash the best show we give you bonus content there's uh so far which is the crosby stills nash and young recap show of which a new episode just went up that's me and jason and mike and pat going year by year record by record through the entirety of the catalog of crosby stills nash and young um rubenesque is the new recap show we're doing going through the rick rubin uh production uh, oeuvre, ask Tom, new stuff coming left and right, every which way going up there. A lot of, lot, January is going to be a great month for the Patreon. Um, then you get the weekly podcast ad free over at Patreon. And you can also get it for free, uh, for ad free. If you go to, uh, forever dog plus dot Forever Dog dot plus and become a Forever Dog Plus member, which is their uh, their uh, elite tier, and it's not that elite. It's very easy to become one of the elite with the Patreon for the best show or Forever Dog dot plus. Uh, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast on your podcast app. Just search for the best show with Tom Sharpling and leave us a rating and review while you're there. If you want to watch video of the best show. We have those up at YouTube over at youtube.com slash best show for number four life. Yeah. A lot of ways to support the show and a lot of ways to check out the show. A lot of things to check out. And I truly appreciate the support. Uh, thank you for caring about the best show. And I care about you. Um, I want to talk about Neil Young in a minute. I actually saw the Neil Young movie uh, Harvest Time, which uh, we'll talk about in a second. But let's go to the phones first. Hello, Best Show. Hey, Tom. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. To whom am I speaking? You are speaking to Josh of Riverton, New Jersey. Josh of Riverton, New Jersey. Now, where was Riverton or is still? I'm assuming it still exists. Uh, where is, where is, is Riverton? It is still here, yes. Where is it? 
Um, it is uh, South Jersey, uh, just north of Camden. South Jersey, north of Camden. Now, do you consider yourself uh, associated with Philadelphia? Like, is that is that um, is that where you go? I, I, is that where you go to see a band, for example? Yes, absolutely, one hundred percent. Okay, um, but you're from New Jersey. You consider yourself a New Jerseyan who uses Philadelphia for your for to to get what you want, and then you get out. Yes, exactly. I, I take what I need, and then I come back to the comfortable home that I have established. Yeah, you're like a problem child. You're like the song "Problem Child," ACDC "Problem Child." You what you want, you take, and what you don't, you break. You know it. So, you people down in the south part of Jersey, there though, you look at the <laughs> people up north, Jersey, Central Jersey, and I know people say there's no Central Jersey. There is a Central Jersey. Everybody yes, in New I Jersey agree. knows it. Anybody who says there's no North, there's no Central Jersey, uh, I don't know what to tell them. There is. So, you know what? I grew up in Central Jersey, yeah. and I can claim that you know it exists for a fact. Whereabouts you grow up there? Uh, Woodbridge, New Jersey. Ooh, oh seven oh nine five. Uh, that is correct. Yeah. Got old, uh, there's a pretty sweet, uh, seven, uh, it was quick check. Pretty sweet quick check. Uh, there's about one every, what, uh, three quarters of a mile, right? Yeah. You throw a rock, you hit a quick check. Quick check yeah. is a convenience chain that, uh, it's like Seven Eleven, but with more baked goods and with a deli counter. Yeah. Yes. So it's kind of like kind of the rc cola to wawa's coca-cola yes what can i do for you tonight my friend so i had a, a few things here uh last time we spoke i had uh informed you that i was keeping tally of all the points that you were allocating to the best show crew Ooh. and i uh, had a point update um Considering okay. we're closing out the year here in just yeah. a few weeks. No, it's it's important. This is important stuff. There's Jason and Mike and Pat. I will give them points. Not unlike uh, Sir Christopher Hardwick, uh, the Earl of At Midnight, uh, when he would give his points out. Uh, I also give points out. Points if you get a good guest, if you... Say something nice. What is the current point breakdown? This is very intriguing. Okay, so last time we spoke, it was a uh, it was out of four people, and um, since then uh, we have expanded the point allocation to uh, a company of six. Because there's Andrew. Yes. And who else? Who else um, gets points? So. Would you like to hear uh, from the bottom, or did you want to start from the top? Let me see. We got Jason, Mike, Pat, Andrew. Who else gets points? So um, we have two new additions to that list. Um, one would be a certain Brett Davis. Brett Davis. Okay, and who else? Not part of your points. Then. And secondly, 
would be you, Tom. And I give points to myself. Okay. Yes. So you gave yourself points um, based on the he fact a that point. you he is a part of the point. He is a part of the point system too. Whatever he says, I'm locking the door. Um, so I give myself points because I was on Egg Foo What, which is AP Mike, uh, the hit podcast at AP Mike, and and if the best show, uh, if uh, if you're there, is Mike? Mike, are you here tonight? I am. Tom, there, how there are you? Is. I'm good. I'm good. I like that. How are you? Very. Guys on point. How are you? Thank you. I'm good. I'm good. How are you, Mike? All right. Pat. Yes, sir. Pat, yes, sir. Okay. That's I appreciate that. Yes, sir. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And Jason, Jason Dudio Gore. Is he here tonight? Jason? Jason. Jason Gore. Do we have Jason Gore? Do we have Jason Gore? Ooh. Jason? Hello? Ooh. Not good for the points. <laughs> All right, let's hear this point breakdown. Let's hear this point breakdown. All right, so here we go. So out of uh, out of the six people, we're going to start at last place. Um, yeah. So in last place, a uh, an unfortunate fall from grace for our beloved AP Mike. He's in last now place. At fifth place with yes. He's in he's in sixth place. <laughs> he's in last place. place with a how many points? Okay, so AP Mike is now at last place with a negative three million six hundred and forty five thousand five hundred points. Negative three million six hundred forty five thousand points. Can I see the uh, uh, record up for this? Yeah, okay, I mean, there'll be you want an audit. Where are you, you getting wanna, your data? You want an audit? You file yeah, the proper exactly. thing. All right, calm down. All right, that's yeah. six. Who's in fifth? Yeah, Mike, place? you could get at me later. Who's in six? Who's in fifth place? Okay, I heard I was, so, I was um, summoned. Actually, what's that? I heard I was summoned. Yes, you were summoned. I was trying to. I was saying hello to everybody. Uh, that this uh, this caller is going through the point system. Oh, for, is this the guy that? Uh, that does all the points? Yes, it's Josh. Okay. Hey, Josh. Hey, hey, uh, dude, how's it going? That's good. Okay. You didn't say hi to me, but... Uh, it's, hey, Tom, uh, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> That's a good blue shirt, man. I like that. Oh, that, thank you. See, cop of wardrobe compliment. That will yeah. factor into the points. So Mike is at negative <laughs> 3,645,000. Who's in fifth place? So we have a, a, a tie, actually, for this next place between you and Brett Davis. Um, okay. Each have 50 points tied for uh, for fourth place. Okay. A fourth, a fourth. Okay, good. Okay. Now who's in? Now it comes down to Jason, Pat, and Andrew. This is going to be interesting to see who who comes up next. Who do we got? All right. Well, I think uh, the other uh, two members will be glad to hear that in third place is Andrew at three million fifty six thousand five hundred points. Three million. That feels good. Say it again. Three million. Three million fifty six thousand five hundred points. Okay. Second place. Now it's down to Pat and Jason. Pat and Jason. Who's in second? All right, uh, I will. All right, in second place, uh, this will be uh, Jersey Bjork, Pat himself, at 16, 16, 
142 points. Okay. And this gentleman gets points just for remembering that nickname. And look at that. Look at that. <laughs> look at that. This is. Pat's I was going to say something really snippy there, but I held back not to lose points. Now, Pat's a class act. Pat's a class act. Now, how, how many points? This, of course, that this means Jason Dudio Gore, the host of 108.9 The Hawk. <laughs> New episodes every Monday is on yeah. uh, in first place. Yeah. What, uh, what, how many points does he have? All right, Jason Dudio Gore has a completely turned around his game this year. Um, so he is at twenty-seven million two thousand and twenty points. I love it. Twenty-seven million two thousand twenty. Thank you, Josh. Okay. Well, I got news for all. It's like six a payoff here. Yeah, I got news for all. There's six no payola, Mike. <laughs> okay. New point system. Oh, come on, Mike! You're at negative three million six hundred forty-five thousand. No, that that changes now. You uh, you striking? You're cleaning the slate on that. You're at zero. Thank you, Tom. Um, Tom, zero. Brett Davis, zero. Andrew, three million fifty-six five hundred. Nope, zero. Pat, sixteen million two hundred five thousand one hundred forty-two points. You're at 30 points. <laughs> and Jason, 27,220. You are at 220 points. You just lost 27 million points. Good God. It's like crypto. It's like these points, they give this like crypto. So everybody's still in the same, the same order stands. Right. But everybody just lost all their points, except so you got that, Josh? Jason, yes, two hundred twenty uh, points. Mike actually gained points. Oh no, Mike went up three million. Mike just gained <laughs> three million six hundred forty-five thousand points. Okay, there we go. Great. So everybody's back. That's the order. We're keeping it. We're keeping it simple. The point game. Love it. And Josh, bless you for your work. Bless you. Now get off my phone. Let's take another call. Best Show, hello. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the Best Show. To whom am I speaking? Uh, this is Nicole calling from San Jose. Uh, it's funny. I was going to call in and ask you about the uh, harvest time, but I know you already said you're going to talk about it. Well, Nicole, um, this is as good. Did, did you yeah. see it? Did you see it, Nicole? Yes, I did. Did you love it? I did love it. And I guess my question was going to be, what was your favorite part? Oh, that that's a great question, Nicole. Now, for people who don't know, Neil Young made a movie. He shot footage 50 years ago when he did the album Harvest, his most popular album. He filmed the recording of it. Where did that footage go? Some little pieces of it here and there ended up in Journey Through the Past, the the Neil Young movie that's uh, rough sledding, I would say, is a fair way to describe uh, Journey Through the Past. But almost all of this footage stayed uh, unreleased. And... It sat in the can for 50 years, 50 years. But now 
the movie Harvest Time came out in in conjunction with a a, a Harvest box that uh, reissues the record with some live things and a uh, couple couple uh, outtakes. This movie. movie is uh breathtaking and they play it played in theaters for a couple nights last week but other than that i think now you can only get it on the uh box through through the box um this movie is stunning and nicole you can chime in at any point uh if you want to so well how crowded was the showing you went to nicole the one i went to was pretty much full yeah, there was a there was a few people. I think I was the youngest one there, but there was like eight, ten people. I think eight or ten. We had a packed yeah. house, <laughs> and I saw people I knew. It was very exciting. Uh, I saw Nick Thorburn was there. The from Islands was in the house. Alex Gordellis from the the Neil Young uh, cover band Cinnamon Boys was there. That was a thrill. Um, yeah, it was a beautiful movie. It, uh, just get this. It starts off. Opening shot. First of all, Neil Young, his present day, comes out. He goes, oh, hi. Uh, Want to just tell you all about Harvest? And he starts talking about Harvest, saying, well, we shot this stuff 50 years ago, and it's great. And um, Sets the table. None of this movie, this movie isn't talking heads. It's not Dave Grohl sitting there going, uh, what would I do without Harvest? I wouldn't effing be here without Harvest. I wouldn't effing have a career without Harvest. None of that. No talking heads, no present day anything. All the old footage. And It's just beautiful. It's the recording of the album. The album starts off with a Jeep driving down, or down through the through the, uh, uh, the through nature. Then it goes to where the barn. That's right, the barn where Neil Young recorded all his stuff on his ranch. Just a killer version of them actually recording Alabama, one of the best songs off the album um most amazing band getting to see them do their thing playing it live just breathtaking you get to see neil young and the stray gators full-on playing and putting this album together track by track it's a two-hour movie you're getting everything and then um to go to London, plays with the orchestra. He's doing A Man Needs a Maid on piano in the room with the, with the full the brass and the strings and the whole thing. He's playing that piano. They're playing off of him. The conductor is doing their thing. And uh, you see, just it's just jaw-dropping. It was just jaw-dropping. Then you get 
in the studio. They're doing the backing vocals, Alabama, Words. You got Crosby, you got Stills, you got Nash. <laughs> Unbelievable. What about what about you, Nicole? What was your favorite part of the movie? Yeah, I was just going to say Alabama seeing a Crosby and Stills Nash. I really like the part where he's like, this is where you got to say your ooze when he was talking to Crosby and uh, Stills. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, that it was, was funny. The part that got me, Nicole, is seeing Neil at one point he's with Crosby and Stills, I believe. And then he's with Nash and Stills. Is that right? Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. It wasn't the four of them at one time. It was Neil with two of them at any given time uh, doing the backing vocals for Alabama, doing the vocals for Words. Um, the part that got me was that you saw these guys kind of having fun with each other, which I think this is like the last it was like the end of the innocence a little bit with this. Because mm-hmm. after this, it becomes, it's about, there's so many, there's ego, there's money, there's, all of that stuff is woven in there. And it's just seeing them in crowded around a mic in the studio singing was just very touching. Seeing them making each other laugh and having fun making music together. Is that, did that, did that touch you at all? Yes, that very much touched me. Yeah, you said it better than I could, but yes. You're sweet to say that. Who's, who's on the line right now? Does somebody want to say something about this? So I'll tell anybody anything. I got my So Far crew here, and uh, I don't think anybody in the crew saw it. I saw it, Tom. You did? <laughs> Mike. Yeah, I got the uh, DVD. There we go. Mike got the DVD. Mike, that's 50, <gasps> 55 points. Nice. <laughs> 55 points now. Mike, you're in second place now. You just jumped ahead of Pat. <laughs> it's good. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, did How did you feel about the things I'm saying? Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, it felt like outtakes from a journey from the past, but this turned out to be better than journey to the past. Oh, it's it's you know it's it like night and much. day. It's like night <laughs> yeah, and day. Well. Yeah, yeah. It does. It doesn't take much because journey through the past is like a movie. It's one thing to be filmed while you're high. It's another thing to edit your movie <laughs> while you're high, and that's yeah. what that's the difference. Yeah. Is that journey through the past was edited and directed by somebody who was high. Um. Harvest time, he was not high while editing, at least not as high as he is in uh, in Journey Through the Past. We'll just watch the trailer for Journey Through the Past, and he was like, hey, why don't you check my movie out? <laughs> um, there is a rumor that this will be on uh, Neil Young Archives in February. Okay, so. well. That, what do you think of uh, Gil Gilliam? Out. Oh, Mike. <laughs> There's a kid in this movie, a little kid. When they go to a radio station in Nashville, there's a little kid who's like, I'm going to interview Neil. <laughs> and he interviews, he he does the craziest interview. Neil's talking to this child who's like 11 or 10, whatever he is. 
um, it was just mind-bogglingly entertaining. He'd be like, I interviewed Ringo Starr a couple weeks ago. He was down here and did Buku of Blues. I was trying to track him down to see if he's still alive. Yeah. Couldn't really make any. Yeah, I didn't find find him. I'm throwing this to the, to the crew right now. Anybody finds me Gil Gilliam. 400,000 points. <laughs> And that's 400,000 points on this new austere points system. You get 400,000 points in this system. You're talking Pat's, Pat's, uh, Pat's cleaning up. He's got 30 points. You, you're sitting pretty at 400,000, one of the best show uh, producers. You're untouchable. Uh, Gil Gilliam is dead. Ah. Uh. Mm, that's bad news and i'm died in 92 that made me sad so i'm cutting you down Mm. to 110 points i'm giving you the facts or not you gave me some bad news when i wasn't ready for it uh that made me say how many points if we go to his grave and take a photograph uh 7500 where did you find the uh news i just looked up gil gilliam nashville on google Mm -hmm. oh nashville yeah Mm. I didn't throw that into the search. And uh, it shows up. There's like a little picture of him on a uh, radio mic. Mm-hmm. So he did have a career in radio? Yeah, looks like it. Yeah. Mike's not exactly Columbo uh, when it comes to uh, <laughs> some stuff. Mike, I found an uh, imposter on not, Twitter. Not exactly. Uh, not exactly. Uh, if Mike shows up in a trench coat and you committed a murder... <laughs> Good chance you might beat the rap on this one. So, yeah, I, I think it's worth checking out. Harvest time. It's really special. And it's just, it's like Get Back, but Get Back is tracking a band in its final days where they're falling apart and kind of, they're, they're, they're starting to lose the thing. And um, Harvest Time is is like the mirror opposite. It's Neil. You see him gaining power, gaining strength. He's he's amazed at his own output. He doesn't know where these songs are coming from, but he's enjoying it. He says at one point, I am so happy right now. And... I guess when I saw this movie, look, Mike has a heart of stone. Nothing moves the needle on that guy. I'm in the That's theater. True. I'm choking. That's true. I'm choking up a couple times. I'm a soft touch. Mike's a little. Uh-huh. Mike's a harder sort in that regard. He's not. A, he's not just easy. He yeah. doesn't. He doesn't watch a a, 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 a deodorant commercial and start I'm trying crying. to think of what moment you choked up that. Just the beauty of certain things, like him doing Heart of Gold straight through in oh, a yeah. packed, I'm in a packed theater. It sounds amazing, Mike. Mm-hmm. Everybody's yeah. loving it. It was moving. Yeah. So, yeah. It was a great, I can't cannot recommend it highly enough. How about when they were doing that power hitter? Oh, yeah. Well, thank you, Mike. <laughs> There's one part where one person in the in the outfit 
breaks out because neil talks about honey slides a couple years later he's all into honey slides which is cooking up (laughs) the old uh weed in a pan with honey or whatever it is which we will do if we ever do a so far live show well i might look we might be doing that without so far live. well yeah we we might do that without we might we just i think we need a, a, a hot plate yeah, we're one hot plate away next from honey week, slides. Next week is just honey slides. Great, that'll be. They'll do the episode live in the ambulance to <laughs> the hospital I'm going to go to. Um, no, it's honey slides. But this is there's some one of the people in the the stray gators or whoever breaks out this machine. <laughs> that he yeah. starts plugging weed yeah. into, and it's going. It's a ritual. <laughs> it's a ritual. Yeah. <laughs> That, that was so 70s. It just brought back yeah. memories of my friends that would have these contraptions. Yeah. You know, the power hitters, the, the you know, the things you would squeeze. You know, it's there was a lot of innovation in, in smoking a joint back then. Yeah. People forget about this uh, guy had this machine, though. Yeah. That was spitting out the pot smoke. <laughs> I never saw anything like it. No, no. It was like a commercial like a for that thing. It had like a little pump on yeah, it. And he's, like a little pump. It. he's like cranking that thing and that thing's going <laughs> whoo, 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 pushing it out. Yeah. Um Yeah, I can't uh can't recommend it uh enough. Harvest time. Worth checking out. Hi everybody, Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new Office Hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. G'day. G'day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. So who are the animals? Because I don't smell them. All right. All right. What are we looking at here? Uh, Tonight, let me. uh, What do we got going on here? What do we got? What do we got? Yeah. Oh, I'll take it to outer space. I'll take it to. He's, uh, all right. We got, uh, Sabrina Ellis is coming up soon. They're in the studio, uh, doing their thing, getting ready. Um, but let's go to the phones. What do we got? Hot phones tonight. Hot phones. Give me a call, please. Okay. Hello, Best Show. Hey, is this me? Yes. I gotta see this Neil Young movie, right? My God. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's something else. Pretty. I can't wait. I can't wait to see the footage of them recording the song about Johnny Rotten. That will not be, and that was not a part of Harvest. Um. Uh, that was Russ Never Sleeps. He has more than one album? Who, do, who does? Neil, Neil Young? Young? Neil, yes, Neil Young has oh. over 40 albums. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh. Mm. Why? This, uh, you thought Neil? You thought Harvest was his only album? 
I guess. No, I, I thought the other one was. What's oh, oh okay. Russ never sleeps. Yeah, I thought that was. Yeah. You thought that was his only record. I did. Yeah, he's like a heavy metal person, right? Is Neil Young a heavy? He's not a heavy metal. Like person. hard, like hard rock. Well, I mean, he has. He does dip into hard rock. He does oh, folk okay. music. He does. He does a little bit of everything. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, you don't yeah. recognize my voice, do you? Uh, no, no, I don't. Who, who is this? It's Corey Harris from Mother Thirteen. Oh my God, Corey Harris. Yeah. This. Wow! Wow! Long time. Rocky. Uh, yeah, and for let me just tell people who listen who are listening if you don't know who. Corey Harris is Corey Harris. He was in a band in the early two thousands called mother 13, which was a, I guess you'd say you, you were all, you, you were proudly self-describing yourself as alternative rock. Oh yeah. 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 All, all the, all the influences of all the cool bands, uh, Pixies, Black Flags, uh, uh, all that stuff. It's only yeah, Nirvana. Black, black flag is not plural. It's not is black. It, not it's, black it's black flag. flags. It's not black flags. No, it's black flag. Oh. Yeah. Crap. Okay. You thought it was. You thought it's like black flags. No, it's black. It's I black. thought it. I thought it was like a bunch, like a, a group of pirate ships and like a cluster, and they would have a several black flags. No, no, it's not. It's just oh. it's called black Crap. flag. Okay. Um. Yeah, well, Corey, you also, so you called and you would talk about a lot of sponsorship stuff. All that was a big, big, big part of who the festivals and the the Bills uh, Mother 13 were on. And then you had a really crazy incident happen in like the mid-2000s where you were um, trying to play a concert on Mount Everest. Yeah, yeah. And it was a complete nightmare. Yeah, it was a disaster. Like, terrible. Yeah, it was real bad. Well, you know, you're you're here. You're here. Uh, you're still around. I'm really curious to know what you've been up to these days. Oh, my God. Well... Oh my God! Well, it feels like I've I've lived several lives since we last spoke, and and uh, I'll get to what I've been up to in in a bit. But I I just wanted to ask you something. Um, before you rudely interrupted him, a, a caller last week sang a couple lines of a song that I think affected me as much as that Neil Young film affected you. Okay. Um, I, I didn't catch the, the name of the song, but it went something like, um, tonight, the streets on fire. It's a real death wish seven. What, who is that? Um, well, that's the, the words are, are off for the second part. I think people are getting the lyrics to, um, jungle land by Bruce Springsteen wrong. It's not a real Death Wish 7. 
Oh, I thought it was about the movie Death Wish 7. I don't think there is a Death Wish 7 for it to even be about. Well, there should be. There, it, it, Those are two very different things. I think there should well, be also. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, it does have the greatest line, probably second only to we like to send out a mailer. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you know what the line is, right? Death Wish 7 or Death Wish 3? Uh, in Death Wish three. Well, three is three is to me the gold standard. Right, right. I'm sure we're thinking about the same line. Would you say it? I'll say you can it. censor yourself. Oh, okay. Bennett, the owner of a cab company, the city is under attack, and right. he is played by Martin Balsam, who is an old man at this point, and he goes. The gang is attacking his apartment building, and he goes to his closet and pulls out this old machine gun. Right. And um, he starts, to, the gang is down, and they're trying to climb up the fire escape, whatever, and he grabs it, and he points it at them, but then it it jams. He can't fire it. And then you hear this loop line, which is clearly a loop line. It's just, right. it's not working. Kill the MFR. God. Even hearing you say it censored, it still just really gives me those those tingles. You get tingles from hearing me sen- do a censored version of a, <laughs> a line from a kind of dumb movie. Hey, it's it's a great film and it it, it, it it's a great line. Mm-hmm. Um Hey, I wanted to uh, chime in on on tonight's topic, and then I just realized I misread what it is, and and I I thought the topic was something else. So I, I had something prepared for the topic I misread. I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, what 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 well what did you think it was? I thought it it was uncomfortable encounters with FPs, famous people. Uncomfortable encounters with famous people. Yes. Why? What? Like, what did you? Um. Well, what would what would the story be if that was the topic? <laughs> what would be the story you'd tell? Well, it was back in two thousand and five, and Mother Thirteen was playing in St. Louis on the Huggies Fall into Softness tour, and so I'm in the hotel lobby, and I look over to my left, standing right there, is James Con. James Con, the movie star. Yes, wow. I couldn't believe it. I, I don't know what he was in town for, but I I needed to talk to him, right? It, it, I mean, it was just like you had to talk with Patty Smythe from Scandal that that day. It's Patty Smith from, well, Patty Smith is Patty Smith. Wait, you you said that to be Patty Smith, not Patty Smythe? Yeah. Oh, M God. Mm, yeah oh this whole time i thought it was i thought it was patty smythe it's patty smythe that brings that brings the old cringe factor up a little bit right oh thank you well yeah of course it was because i had a thing in an elevator where i encountered patty smith the the legend the music legend patty smith and i asked uh if she had ever seen humble pie back in the day didn't go well. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so anyway, James Caan. So yeah, yeah. I go over, I go over, and I, I start gushing. I'm just saying how much I loved him in The Godfather, Rollerball, uh, Brian Song, Elf, mm-hmm. and he 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 shakes my hand, and and just then his cab pulls up. And I excitedly say, oh, my God, Mr. Khan, please have a nice day. It was so nice to meet you. And he looks me up and down real slowly with like almost this kind of disdain that you would have for a criminal. And he goes. Yeah. You too. And he did that thing where someone looks back at you and you can almost hear them thinking. You jag off. You know what I mean? I I do know what you mean. I I I couldn't believe it. Even, even the doorman there, the concierge, you know, at the hotel, he was he was, he turns to me and goes, "What the f was that?" Mm-hmm. And he 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 said it was the most condescending look he'd ever seen anyone give anyone. And Frank Zappa stayed at that hotel five times. Wow, that's that's big in in regard to that. So he was like, "Yeah, you too." Yeah, yeah, like you piece of filth. I couldn't believe it. I mean, my hair was, you know, I was in prime, you know, early aughts kind of kind of like emo-ish sort of that cool emo haircut that I guess people don't think is cool now. Mhm. Yeah. Like power bangs hanging out, you know. Sure, so, sure. Like, yeah. but that's that shouldn't be enough for him to be that mad at you. I know, I know. So, I I still don't know what the problem was. But um, anyway, getting to to your question um, about what I've been up to. Um, oh boy, uh, <laughs> where to start? Um, uh, you know, after the um, after the tragic events of. Mother 13's 2006 Mount Everest um, disaster, which I am legally barred from talking about by the estates of, um, let's see, Buddy Guy, Ricky the Sherpa, my own brother, uh, 14 members of the Polyphonic Spree, and a literal cavalcade of others. I um, I was lost. I, I, I was floundering really hard, mm-hmm. real bad. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I, I was so distraught, I, I became obsessed with bodybuilding, if you can believe that. Bodybuilding? Yes, yeah, just nonstop working out. You know, I was at the gym pretty much every waking moment, and I got so strong, I was barred from my gym, the Pump Palace, because I was lifting the weight machines in addition to the weights so if you were to like if i'm following you correctly you're saying you went to the gym you got so good at bodybuilding Mm -hmm. that if there's like a machine that like where you sit on it and you like push your legs against the 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 flat like the the, you push out to stretch your to like like to exercise <laughs> right. your legs, mm-hmm. and you set the different weights on it where you can be ten pounds, twenty pounds, on and on. You just pick the whole machine up. Yeah, the weights weren't enough. 
So you're literally lifting. That's insane. I know. I know. I was, I was just obsessed and I was so in that zone. Um, I even won two golden greasy boys at the Quint city's bodybuilding and tiny bikini brief expo. I was that good. Well, you look, I didn't know that the award, uh, mm-hmm. was a greasy boy, a golden greasy boy, a golden greasy two boy. Of, yeah. Two of them. So you won two golden greasy boys for your, for your weightlifting, uh, skills. Yeah. And I, it was going great. I was thinking about going to going to nationals, but then my manager slash trainer, Rupert, um, he started me on this not yet approved growth hormone that current pharmaceuticals was about to produce. Uh, it was called monster milk, uh, kind of like that wonderfully named product muscle milk that you see in your local convenience store, right? Yeah. Muscle milk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so monster milk was supposed to give really fast recovery and build a lot of mass really quickly. Uh, and boy, did it, uh, boy, did it do that, but it also really lived up to its name, which is monster milk. How so? Well, three weeks after starting it, I was seeing just incredible results, but it literally turned me into a monster. What do you mean? Like, 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 like just you were, you were full of like, like it was like a chemical thing and you felt like more angry or something. Um, Tom, I don't know if you heard about those sightings back in, uh, gosh, when was it? It was, uh, the late aughts or or early teens. Um, the sightings of a strange flagrantly, uh, rabid man wolf who was roaming the neighborhoods of Newbridge Knoll Remember this at all? I I do. I do. Yes, I I completely forgot this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I'm taking this opportunity right now to reveal that I, Corey Y. Harris, was the Newbridge Knoll man. That was you. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, I do want to say I committed no crimes during that very weird time in my life. I just couldn't sleep. So, you know, I'd be wide awake at 3 a.m. and I'd go out night lumbering. I didn't know night lumbering was a, was a thing. Well, it didn't say it as a side effect on the bottle. You know, it did say heart stoppage and and a couple other things like that. But Mm. uh, uh, in addition to that, I was having a hard time breathing uh, because of, of of the monster milk and the steroids that were in it. Uh, So I was also grunting while I was out lumbering. So I can understand how that scared a lot of people, you know, just seeing this hulking figure, you know, just uh, 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 making that that noise, and that's that. Well, oh. that's a that's a that's a creepy noise. Yeah. So I'd like to apologize to everybody for that, and uh, you know, so after that, I I couldn't go back to bodybuilding. You know, I couldn't hide the fact that I I was I was on the juice, and uh, yeah, because it, it was so transparent. You know, it was as, as transparent as Kumali uh, hiding his superhero body under those stop making sense suits in this Chippendale series on Hulu. But okay. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, uh-huh. it, it, uh, it, it took me a year to get relatively back to normal because I was so swole. Uh-huh. 
Yes, and then I started so, to slowly return to music again. So, so you got the bug for music again after you felt that the the body the bodybuilding thing was not was not in the cards. Is I guess what right. you're saying, right? Ultimately, yes. and, and, yeah. So I was extremely fortunate that my manager Rupert got me a record deal with um, Danube Records, which was the non-racist offshoot of Panzerfaust Records. And I ended up making uh, five solo albums for them between uh, 2012 and 19. Okay, they were the non... That's... What was the label called? Uh, Danube. Danube, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so, but when you were making... Look, I'm not... I, I'm just curious. Mm-hmm. So you're on a label that was like a, like a, a hate, like a hate speech label. But no, you... I, I was, it was an offshoot. We had, we had no, I mean, I never saw any, I had no real connection with any of those people. Uh, I didn't, I didn't really interact with, with, with any of them. Okay. So it was, it was its own thing. So if you like visited the offices where they had their own office or what, I'm not yeah, like... it was... It was more of a, of like a hut, almost a, a like a, an extravagant lean to that was on the Panzerfaust lot. Okay, yeah, and they kind of kept the to themselves. Oh yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. All so right, look, so I make these records, and it, it was it was a tumultuous period for me emotionally and sexually, and uh, so basically, I, I had five wives that inspired each album. Wow. So you would get remarried. Uh, yeah, you know, I'd just be completely obsessed with this new person. But, uh, so basically, the first album was called "A Brand New Beginning," and that that was uh, about my uh, my return to my my then estranged wife Sheila Larson, uh, mm-hmm. and we split. Then I had I, I put another album out called "I'm Finally Where I Belong," that was about uh, my second wife Jasmine. Um, then I, I a third one was called "I I Found My Forever Person," that was about uh, Deirdre Deirdre One. Okay. Um, uh, then, uh, a fresh start, uh, which was about Cheyenne. And then at long last, I, I'm finally complete. That was about Deirdre too, who I'm, uh, estranged from right now. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Maybe, maybe you might want to not deal in such absolutes with these, uh, with these record titles. Well, I don't know. I just, I just get so excited. And it's like, you know, oh, it's clear I, you're I just, getting excited. I'm not questioning whether you're excited or not. I'm in, I, I, when I'm into something, I'm, I'm fully into it, whether sure. it's like Scientology or Nexium. Okay. Nexium was one of your, really? Nexium. Oh, the... yeah. 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 <laughs> he wouldn't brand me. Keith wouldn't brand you. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, we would be up all night just talking about Zeppelin. You and Keith. Yeah. You yeah. talk about Led guess Zeppelin was, all night. Guess who? Guess who his favorite member was? Of Led Zeppelin. Yes. John Paul Jones. Kind of everything you you need to know about him, right there, right? That says everything. That's. Yep. It's very telling. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, so. Eventually, I, I got cut loose uh, by the label uh, because Rupert, you know, of course, dropped the ball. And, and but the label also pulled a choke job, and um, they also insisted that I use the same singing voice on each album, which I, I didn't want to do because I'm an artist and I, I like to mix it up, right? 
Well, you like to mix up your your vocal style? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, you know, one album I sang in kind of a, a higher register. And uh, I'm trying to remember like one of those one of those lines. It was something like, uh, I'll never find another lover who knows half as many positions as you. Ugh. So that was that was just one, you know, one side of my vocalizing. You know, that was one album like that. And uh-huh. then uh um another one had a, you know, it was more like from the lower register kind of from the gut okay. you know um and there was a song that went something like uh you're too pretty to have to earn your own money but you know he'll never love you like i can even if he reads that book even if he reads that book what is yeah. what is what is that about well, later in the song, I reveal that the book is, is uh, the Kama Sutra for Dummies. Okay. Yeah. So that was more of like a deeper, more slightly more like like maybe kind of soulful voice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, you know, speaking of, I, I just finished this new song, and it's probably the best thing I, I've ever done. And, and I got to say, the subject matter is very deep i mean it's even deep for me okay all right what what is it can you tell us about it well you know sometimes you know how like you'll um you'll be thinking about the greatest night of your life um when you were young you you were doing something super cool maybe in your case you were first in line to see Smokey and the bandit three something like that um yeah i mean that's a weird one to say that that's what i'm all about but well i don't know i don't know i just seem like something you would it's very it's, odd, it's oddly specific. I don't know. <laughs> so, but basically, you know, the, the idea is that you know, on one side of this town, that's going on. Young person having the greatest time ever mm-hmm. across town. Across town, some old coot lying in a hospital bed, taking his last breath, wondering if he lived a good, worthy life. Right? Okay. It's heavy, isn't it? That is, there's, that's a deep, that's a deep sentiment. Yeah. You'll love the chorus. It's, um, don't you know your happiest night was the worst one for someone else? It's the digitomy of life. Pretty cool, right? It's the what of life? The digitomy. The ditch atomy. Yeah, it's like, um, you know, like the two, two very different sides of uh, of one thing. Okay, let me think. The because di- the ditch atone. You mean just saying like it's one is all the way over here, yeah, and the other one's all the way over there, and they're very yeah. the 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 difference between the two is no is notable am i am i it's worth it's worth it it just seems interesting how different the two could be yeah that's i mean that's that's a definition of of digitomy digitomy i would say you're probably trying to say the word dichotomy no it, it it's i looked it up it's spelled d-i-c-h O-T-O-M-Y. That well, that definitely is the word dichotomy. Oh rockers. Oh no. 
What? Oh, what? No. Why? What? 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 I just sent the song out in an email blast to 150 of today's hottest tastemakers. Okay. Like, yeah. that's, well, and you said, and it's got Digitomi in it. Yes, all over it. I sent it to, like, God, who did I send it? Uh, Gwen Stefani, Pete Davidson, uh, Gerard Cosloy, Aubrey Plaza, uh, Fat Mike, Dr. Oz, Quest Love, Dr. Luke, Thin Mike, uh, Eddie Trunk, Herschel Walker, Jeff Tweedy, uh, Jack Antonoff, Charles Barkley, uh, Lee Ronaldo, Nancy Pelosi, B.B. Bridgers, uh, Jeff Bridges, Myron Coley, Mark Knopfler, and Kevin Smith, just to name a couple. Oh, boy. That's a, that's a wide-ranging list there. Well, I wanted it to get out there to as many people as possible, and now I want the exact opposite. You 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 wanna you wanna take it back? I do want to take it back. Do 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 do. Well, what's that? Oh, please! Are you serious? Oh, okay. I got it. I got it. Take it back. Take it back. Do 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 do. Yeah, that's rock Rocky. That's the opening of Rocky. He's the brother that should have start in that movie frank stallone who is frank's rocky uh, rocky's brother sylvester stallone's brother um uh frank stallone is in the opening credits of rocky singing around a flaming garbage can in philadelphia i'll tell you do, Even do, do, do as, God, how old was I when I saw that movie? Probably 11 or 12. Mm-hmm. I remember turning to my dad and saying at the end of the film, I said, the movie should have been about the doo-wop singer. Sure. So Rocky, right? the well, it wouldn't be a boxing movie then necessarily, well, but. No, we have a doo-wop movie, and Rocky would have been like the secondary story there. So, like the doo-wop singer would have been like, and my and my brother is a boxer. Yes, and there's also this element where um, he, where uh, Frank, he he's um, he's also involved involved in the Philly mob, and he he he's a, a uh, like a heavy, a collector, kind of like what what Rocky becomes in Rock in 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 Rocky Two, and uh, bas- basically Frank, the doo wop singer, the way he he uh, takes care of those who don't pay their bills is he stuffs their face in the flaming trash cans. Okay, well that's yeah. that's that sounds like a different type of yeah that's different. Yeah, well, could have been good, you yeah. know. Uh, did you ever, Corey, so, Corey, did you ever think about how it's 1976, 77, right? It's like Rocky. Right. That, why are those guys sitting, wouldn't they be singing around a garbage can? Wouldn't they be singing like. Nazareth or something. <laughs> exactly. They'd be singing Hair of the now, Dog. Exactly. <laughs> now you're dealing with a, eh, eh, son of a bitch. Like, that makes much more sense 
if they were sitting around that garbage can singing like, uh, like, ho, 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 it's magic. Right, yeah. But who was doing doo-wop in the 70s like that? What young people were singing doo-wop? Well, it's, it's the same kids that were super excited when they went to see a band like Styx. Uh, and they play songs like Roll Over Beethoven. <laughs> uh-huh. Right? Yeah, the Sticks or really had, they really knew their audience so well. Yeah. Or or a, a 12-year-old who gets home from the mall with that brand new copy of Peter Chris's solo album. Oh my God, this it's the cat and he's wild and he rocks and drops that needle on and it sounds like the Persuasions. <laughs> yeah, it's, you got, it's knowing your audience, and I guess they knew yeah. their audience. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, oh, but getting back to me, right? Oh, of um, course. Let's so, get back to yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So, oh, no, without a doubt, of course. Let's. Right. So after my solo career went to put, I was really scrambling for Dat Green, right? For Okay, for Dat Green. Okay. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, and, and seven kids ain't cheap, no matter what anyone says. And mm-hmm. these kids were all massive eaters, too. So you got seven kids at this point. Yeah. And so money, super tight. Even with my first child, Sky Stalker being the star of those Gus Brennan's frozen custard commercials. Do you remember those? The When the Ratman first baseman did those. Yeah. Well, I, I do remember those as a, a yeah, they, they were fun. Well, some people thought they were fun. Some thought they were really terrifying. Basically, um, Sky Stalker played the custard creep. This uh, malevolent specter who gleefully knocks custard cones out of kids' hands, mm-hmm. and all the spots ended with with Gus Brennan decapitating the custard creep with a swing of this um, baseball bat uh, samurai sword hybrid that he carried in a giant holster. And as far as I know, it's one of the few, if only, commercials uh, Trent L. Strauss ever directed. I didn't know Trent L. Strauss directed those. The horror director Trent L. Strauss directed those commercials. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so I was really getting, you know, worried, and I couldn't sleep at all because I was worried about you know providing for my family. It's like it's like REM sleep. I was lucky if I got Kilkenny cat sleep. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. so hey, I want to say ha- happy birthday to Peter Buck. It's his birthday today, and I just saw that uh, Warnock won uh, Georgia, which is great news. Uh, you know, P- Peter actually played on one of my solo albums. Peter Buck played on one of your on on a Corey Harris solo album. Yes, but um, he asked not to be credited after he heard the final mixes with the lyrics clearly audible. Okay. Well, what what was what was the uh, was there an offending lyric or he just he just didn't like the general t- t- uh, tone or perspective? What what was the problem? I think his quote was that they were j- just sexually weird and off putting. Okay. Well, this this yeah. okay. That's so, sure. Yeah. Anyway, uh, praise Jaw. I, I got a, a gig singing jingles. Okay, that's respectable yeah. work. You probably heard some of my work, actually. Okay, like what? What were some uh, of the jingles you you sang? Okay, um, bring your buns down to Snodgrass Bakery and snatch a big old sack of our buns. Remember that? 
I don't remember that one. Okay. Well, I'm sure you remember this one. It was for Peter's Hot Dogs. P- okay. Peter's Hot Dogs. Yeah. Get a, get a piping hot wiener at Peter's. Peter's wieners are piping hot. That, uh, that I, yeah, that's triggering something. Yeah, I bet. Um, then there was one that was, I've lived, I've lost, I've paid the cost, but it was worth it to get a mouthful of that chism. It was for Chisholm's butter. Ugh, that's, that's a troubling one. I know, yeah. Um, and then there was one, uh, probably the, the, the biggest one was, bring me some of that thick gray pizza, the greatest pizza in town. And they spelled greatest G-R-E-Y-P-E-S-T. Remember that one? Great. It, great. It rather, it for, well, I can see that. For Gray's Pizza. Yeah, I mean, sing it again. Do you mind? Bring me some of that thick gray pizza. The greatest pizza in town. Nobody wants to hear gray associated with any, almost any uh, gravy would be the only thing I'd say. Maybe right. say <laughs> yeah, true. Gray, true. but I can't think of any other food where you'd be like, "Is it gray?" Yeah, that's that's a rough one. Yeah, what was even rougher was when I got blacklisted from the jingle industry. You got blacklisted from the jingle industry. How how so? <sighs> well, I went off on this copywriter during a session for the Muffler Czar. Okay. I just, I just lost it. He was just, he had all these kind of dumb notes and I got so mad. It, it was straight out of that Mork from Orson tape that was going around uh, back in the day. Do you remember that? No, I don't. Remember? It was like, um, the guy goes, um, and now under pressure, uh, uh, under, under protest is beef burgers. We will serve no something before it's time. Remember that? Oh, it was. Orson Wells. Who? Orson Wells, the le- the legendary director from the Love Boat. Well, he was he did a lot of things for money for dat for dat green. Ooh, I guess you could ooh, say dish. He really dish. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna dish. There's no oh, there's come no on dish. I, I, I'm just I'm telling. A... I'm just oh. telling you about the guy's career. I was getting all excited. Well, you wanted. To, I'm not. I'm not going to dish about. Okay. All right. So, anyway, the, the engineer had the tape rolling while I was freaking out, and that d hole gave copies of the tape to a lot of people. So it's you having a meltdown in the studio. Yeah, it, it, it's called the dirty diaper tape. Uh huh. And what? Like what kind of things? went down on that tape well it it was during my second evangelical period and i promised my pastor i wouldn't swear so i kept calling the ad guy a dirty diaper oh wow okay i think i might this sounds familiar yeah but i i gotta say i'm a little myth that never got the heat that neil hamburger or two bar or shut up little man tapes got Mm -hmm. so you're mad so you're actually mad you're mad that it got leaked, but you're also mad that it didn't go far enough in its pop well, in its in its popularity. Well, I, 
look, you didn't hear it from me. Ever since the Jerky Boys movie, all the outlets for tapes like that are in the pocket of Big Prank. I did not know that. Yeah, the the all these things they only get out, they only get heat if Johnny and Kamal sign off on it. So they they are the gatekeepers, is what you're saying? Yeah, for, yeah. I'm not sure why they didn't they didn't like it. I don't know. I don't know. You tell me. I I, I wish I could help you out there, Corey. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so it, it then late. 2018 i get this call it's insane i become the lead vocalist in ally scores a flock of seagulls ally score the drummer from a flock of seagulls yes uh for for those of, of your listeners who don't know a flock of seagulls very very influential synth band from the early 80s uh formed by two brothers, Mike Score, and uh, on, who was a singer and the keyboardist, and Allie was the drummer. And um, so by this point, you know, many decades later, Mike and Allie hated each other. Okay. And they, they, both, they both had competing flocks. So you were, but the thing is, Mike Score would, was the singer. Right. Allie Score was the drummer of the one the dr- you were in yeah the drummer but kind of the 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 brains behind it i was soon to find out okay anyway harry and william level drama with these two cats and you were surprised by this were you caught in the middle of it or was it well i'll i'll, I'll give you an example of like how how intense this feud was uh-huh M- mike Got to a club we were playing before we arrived and rigged a bucket of whale vomit up in the lighting truss and timed it so it soaked Allie <laughs> during his Simmons drum uh, solo. Oh, my God. It was sick. And <laughs> it's like the big question, where did he get whale vomit? That was the first, in Nor- Corey. In in Norman, Oklahoma. <laughs> That's that. I was going to say, where do you get it? Even if he was in a, even if he was in a fishing village, I would wonder yeah. where you got wh- actual whale vomit. Right, right, right. <laughs> it was sick. The stage was so slippery. So in retaliation, Allie sent Mike a human cadaver stuffed with smashed pieces of a synthesizer. My God. It was sick. That's that is the definition of sick. Yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, that's kind of the reason I'm calling. Oh, okay. The <laughs> you mentioned a human Okay, this okay, what I haven't heard from you in years. Right. Why are you calling me now? I'm always looking for new opportunities. Um and I really think I can channel my experience and what I saw with the Score Brothers into a pretty accurate depiction of Gigi Allen in this biopic that was just announced the other day. Have you heard about this thing? A Gigi Allen biopic? Yes. Okay. I 
I know you used to have the thinnest of connections to the music business or the, the film business. The film business. And, yeah. and, that... and I was wondering if you could get my sizzle reel in front of the director, Jonas Ackerman, who, who I think is one of the Jonas brothers. Um, I'm pretty positive he isn't. Ugh, okay. Um, what... What is on your? Well, first of all, I take offense to you saying I have the thinnest of connections to the entertainment industry. That's well, I don't know. I, I haven't. Yeah, I. Uh, I'm sorry if that if that offended it's, it's, you. I it's fine. It's you, uh, fine. But um, so you're you you. What is on your sizzle reel? Well, a lot of those 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 jingles I, I told you about, and also um. I didn't. I didn't want to toot my own horn too much, but I I, I starred in a movie of the week back in 2015 uh, for Shout True Crime. Really? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know you had the acting bug to this degree. Oh yeah. Um, it was called The Rub. The Rub. Now, what is The Rub all about? It was based on a true story about this guy named Billy, who. It's such an odd story. He had his mind so blown by this um, hot stone massage that he got that he he goes back and takes the, the masseuse hostage and forces her to massage him. Nothing dirty at all, like no 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 bathroom area stuff. He just couldn't afford to keep going back. So the, he just figured he would hold her hostage and so he could get a, – a, a free massage, which is insane, right? No, it's a terrible thing. It's it's a it's it's a disgusting crime. Yes, but also as you can imagine, Billy got so relaxed during this massage that he dropped his gun, and he <laughs> was and he ended up being taken into custody by the police. Uh huh. Um, he... the massage part uh, is only a very small portion of of the story. The rest of the film is is uh, flashbacks to Billy's childhood when he fell into a sewer drain and survived for seven days by eating wet acorns. Um, well, that sounds, and I, I, so you, yeah, it, it, you it's, were, it's interesting. And you were Billy. Yeah. I, I also played him as a 13 year old. Oh, okay. Well, this is, this is weird. Now you, well, you played it, him as an adult yeah. and yes. as a 13 year old. Yeah. And I, I will say it was a flagrant bitch to hide my stubble for the sake of the movie. Yeah. I have got Baldwin level testosterone. So I, I was literally shaving after takes like between like you'd, you would do a take and then you'd go straight up and shave. Well, I was in, I was in the, the drain pipe. So they would bring the, mirror and 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 the oh. shaving cream and the razor down to me even stranger i thought i i thought it was strange enough that you were shaving right on a on a film set while yeah. dressed as a child yeah but oh. it turns out you were in a drain pipe shaving yeah yeah and i'm sure it, it was really difficult for the crew people too watching this 35 year old man dressed like bobby brady screaming at his soon-to-be ex-wife in video village that would be a hard one to swallow if, if for anybody who worked on that production. Yeah. I know. Yeah. So basic. Oh no. What? Oh no. What? Well, 
I guess what they say about the best show being the favored podcast of the two most unhinged brothers in synth pop is true. Why, why is that? It, it, uh, it's the score brothers. They're, 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 I see them on my front lawn. They're out. They must've been listening and they're, Oh my God, they're just scaring. They're scaring. And they're just staring at me almost like the twins in, in the, in the shining. Uh-huh. Oh, it's really off-putting. So now you're telling me that they're united. They are, yeah. Okay. They're united in their hatred for me, but you know what? Look, you sick a-holes. I'm going to make you guys run so far away that... that... Crap, I wish I had something clever in my quiver for this occasion you would have think I, I, I would have thought of this by now right just in case like some sort of play on iran yeah that you you kind of do you have anything i could say real quick um is there another song i can't remember any of the songs there was one that was like uh wishing i had a photograph of you there's wishing um I, you're gonna be wishing I, you're gonna be wishing that uh i didn't unleash holy you're gonna be wishing that i didn't unleash holy terror on you you're gonna be wishing that i didn't leash your that you didn't you're going to be wishing you're i'm going to be fishing say it again no not fishing wishing how about just go with this hey you both you both okay well take it you bozos no here no it's a boat just listen for a second just listen for a no, second. That's, I'm, I'm talking to you now. Oh, um, me. Okay. Sorry, yeah. sorry. 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 Say, and hear me out first before you say this to them. Okay. Um, Mike and Ollie, you are both going to know the score if you keep messing with me. Mike and Ollie, you're both going to know the score when you keep messing with it. No, if it that's wrong, you got it wrong. You got it wrong. No, that I was telling you. You oh, oh, they're gone. They're, they're gone. gone. Okay, well that's good then. They ran off. Okay, well. Oh great! Oh great! Great! <laughs> I, I just walked in my driveway and they they wrote something on my windshield and so great. Okay, what well, what did they write? Wanker mobile. <laughs> Corey, I gotta go. <laughs> well, it was nice hearing from you. Don't you too? Let's party sometime. Do you do coke? What's that? Let's party sometime. Do you do coke? No, I don't. Um, ah, crap. Is Jason? <laughs> uh, I, I don't believe so. It, you know, no, I'm gonna just say no on his behalf. Uh, all right, all right. Well, um, listen, I, I'll uh, I'll send you the, the new song I got. Uh, I'll I'll change I'll change the pronunciation of the word so uh. I'd love for you to play it sometime. Well, maybe, maybe we'll see. We'll see. All right. Sounds good. Okay. All right. Happy holidays. All right. Keep it clean, my man. Okay. Be safe. Bye. Bye. Oh, that was, that was a fun little blast from the past there. Corey Harris. Wow. Well, let's, uh, I'm being told that Sabrina Ellis of a giant dog, sweet spirit. They're here with their new project. 
which is solo stuff. We're going to get the first listen. What, uh, how do we do it? Can I throw it to the studio now? Yep, we're just going to throw it over. We're going to throw it over. You hear that? We're throwing it over to the studio. It's my pleasure and privilege, dare I say, to welcome to the air uh, Sabrina Ellis. Let's go do it to it. Wonder how much your poor body can take The fortune cookies say You'd always be a cowboy No need to come Don't keep score, you can never be beat More than anything Don't let them see you break What you lack in body you make up in soul running scared like an animal in lipstick and furs you will never be hers Erin Chavez lipstick and furs Thanks for having us. 
very happy to be here. This is the sneak peek of uh, my solo stuff, and this is my esteemed collaborator, Aaron Chavez. Hello. Without whom I am playing one-handed a keyboard. Um, God's first daughter made from Adam's rib and dirt wearing next to nothing wearing next to nothing nothing but my button-down shirt I've made wishes on your straight eyelash. I'm not superstitious. I've made wishes on the tremble of your thigh, on the curve of your
anybody know what that's like? <laughs> All right. The next song um, will be of the first singles that I release. And um, it's called Evil Side. And I actually, the, the first single I release, I actually recorded around this time last year with uh, Laura Jane Grace in St. Louis. So thank you, Laura Jane, for helping me out with this. And um, thank you, everybody.
to thank my friend Aaron Chavez for being here. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Oh, yeah. Okay, sweet. <laughs> I have a feeling that Aaron thinks we're going to have just a really fun time in L.A. this week. I sure do. So I that's, that's kind of a lot. <laughs> a fun time? Okay, let's try. Let's. Okay. One, two. Three. Still, my wounds are wrapped in silk, spun from. 
up in silk and call me by your name by your name God God it's been so long since I felt anything anything I can't feel anything wrap me How's everybody doing? That was amazing. Oh, my goodness. Sabrina Ellis. Just breathtaking. They are so, so, so good. So great. Not even good. Great. Masterful. I loved it. And those are all songs. We'll talk to Sabrina in a few moments. We'll catch up and figure out what's up and then we'll take calls from you and we'll talk about the holidays. We really haven't talked about the holidays with anybody. So call 201-989-0012 and get ready for that if you want to be a part of that. That'll be the rest of the show, but we'll talk to Sabrina and Aaron for a few minutes and then take calls and then we'll say goodbye. Sometimes the shows go fast. So Oh, do we, do we do, 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 do. Uh, no calls right now. 201-989-0012. No calls. <gasps> this is like the, I guess people don't want to be on hold no more. I don't blame you if you don't want to be on hold. But now as you call back, now you'll get through. Now you'll get through. You call back. Um something i wanted to mention to everybody yeah i wanted to tell you all one more time you can come in come on in you can come just want to tell everybody that again you go to the patreon patreon.com slash the best show welcome this how about that you can do that seat because there's a microphone on it um (laughs) Really? Oh. Well, this is news to me. Everybody, it's like uh, 
Grand Central Station in here, right? <laughs> right, Brett? Uh, New York, remember Grand Central Station? Remember? Remember? Yeah. Welcome to the best show. How are you, Sabrina Ellis? Um, how am I, Sabrina Ellis? Well, I guess the way that happened had happened was that... Uh, away. Is that the mic Sabrina should use? Yeah. Okay. Sabrina. Sabrina. There we go. Sabrina. So we have our friend. Sabrina. Sabrina, Sabrina is here. Yeah. Sabrina Ellis. Now, mm -hmm. people might know you from a giant dog who one of my all-time favorite bands. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, thank you. Is that you. news? No, I mean, I appreciate you sharing a giant dog, but it turns out that you know, some of the West Coast folk, they had thought a giant dog was a joke setup more so than a band name. Okay. Like a, another like squirrel character. You need me to hula a bit? There we go. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. They were thinking maybe, oh, this would be like a Gary the Squirrel. No, it's not a, <laughs> it's not a comedy routine. It's one of the best. Bands going Sweet Spirit, another one of my favorite bands. I'm sure people are like, "Oh, I like a giant dog more than Sweet Spirit." Oh, I like Sweet Spirit more. Than and I'm sure dog. I go up to people with children, and I'm like, "I like your son <laughs> better, okay. your son Cody better than your son Hunter, mm -hmm. the squirrel." Those are some good uh, present day kid names too, Cody, uh, Hunter, Colby, um, Colby, Skyler, Skyler, Tyler, Skyler. Jared, there's a lot of Jareds, a lot of, uh, not a lot of uh, Herbie. Herbie Herbies. is one you don't hear a whole lot. You'll hear a lot of Rosemary, Herbie, <laughs> Rice Blanche. Mm, Tartuffe, the Wonder Dog. You don't hear a lot of Tartuffe, the Wonder Dogs anymore. Um, and we're not alone. We are joined by Aaron Chavez. Aaron Chavez. Hello. How are you? Thank you for coming. And this is a, you were a fantastic. You were both fantastic. What an amazing set of songs from the both. You dug of you. that? Oh my god, that was fantastic. It's like a that, little squirrel, like digging. Just like a squirrel. You're really pushing that squirrel angle. I'm just sticking to what I know. Okay. Um, no, it was truly amazing, and it's so nice to to see you trying on a different different something on a different side it's nice to see me try so no, hard stop. <laughs> you know you try I nobody know. works harder than you i mean <laughs> see the shows you're after a giant dog show you've got the oxygen mask on like it's blue velvet because you gave it all <laughs> on the stage you got nothing left it's my super villain origin story so you sabrina two bands a giant dog mm-hmm Sweet Spirit. They both have different feels. They share members. Yeah, we're thinking about doing a Brady Bunch sort of thing and okay. just like having like... A giant spirit. Yeah, a big sweet dog. Sure. That'd be amazing. But it's not necessary today to even think about any of that nonsense. Yeah, this we're getting is... people all excited. They're like, oh, I'll only have to pay $15 to see both. That'll uh -huh. be great. You can combine all three. Sabrina, the big sweet dog. Sabrina. I want that on my gravestone. Yeah. <laughs> Since you will outlive me. <laughs> I'm calling your mother. <laughs> no. I'm putting 
uh, Rosanna uh-huh. in charge of this. So how did all of this come about? Because you, you're so prolific. You're in two bands that are very prolific. But now you're doing something, a, a solo thing that has a different feel to it than the, than the other two bands. What's the, how did we get here? I guess the the long answer would be resentment like a hangnail. Okay. Always festering. Okay. <laughs> um producing and and then the 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 better answer would be um I finally I think dealt with all the like rules and resentments that were making me scared to uh, produce this out and to um, hear it back and okay. to release it. And I realized that I was just kind of punishing myself and that I really wanted to um, be sharing these songs that um, they're just more hard on my sleeve. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, every word that is said in um, all the giant dog songs, maybe not all the sweet spirit stuff. Okay. But in um, the Sabrina stuff, I mean, that was stuff I lived alone without um, my more confident counterparts. Okay. <laughs> so so you kind of stripping it down. Mm-hmm. It's more, you described it as more singer songwriter mm-hmm. to me when you were telling me this is what your new, your new endeavor was. Mm-hmm. But... It's very, um, it's huge in its own way. These are hmm. these are magnificent songs with with scope and range. Thank you, Tom. I appreciate amazing. that. And is this how how did you and Aaron find each other? Well, we met on that recording project. We, right? we were on a recording project, code name Fleetwood McVampire. Okay. Okay. We can't speak about it. Sure. But uh, we were on. Working title, Fleetwood McVampire. Okay. So Fleetwood (laughs) McVampire. Yeah. Um, We have a really brilliant friend in common named Connor, and uh, he fronts a band called TC Superstar, which is probably my favorite um, peer band. Uh, My favorite band from Austin. They put on consistently amazing performances, and they really just have this big fan feel where everybody's really excited and singing along. So you were starting to figure something out with Connor. Well, Connor wanted to um, support me a bit and um, we had never worked together. So I brought this uh, working title codename Fleetwood McVampire to Connor um, because I thought, okay, we can just kind of demo some stuff. Sure. And then. um, And did you have the itch to do something more, more, I guess more singer-songwriters, more theatrical. Both, yeah. Both. Um, that's interesting because I think, for me, when I feel singer songwriter I think like I'm scaling back the theatrics, but I do want something more theatrical. And Fleetwood McVampire, codename, working title, was kind of the intersection of that. Okay. And I showed up and Connor had assembled a talented crew Okay. And Aaron was part of this crew, and that was our first time meeting. Yeah, that was the first time that I remember like working with you. And by the end of the day, seven hours later, 
I remember that we were on opposite sides of your keyboard, staring into each other's eyes, and <laughs> writing something. Yeah, we, we, we made something new. As we went along. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you were both, hey, who are you? Oh, I see what well, you're doing. I I'd always looked up to Sabrina since I had been a musician in Austin. Um, so I thought it was really cool that you started coming to TC Superstar shows because I'm, I'm in okay. TC as well. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, so I remember you becoming friends with Connor. Um, and like, wow, that's really cool. Like, Sabrina likes our stuff. So when, mm -hmm. when we started working together, like, I definitely knew who Sabrina was. And so you're you're fully up to speed, and now you're like, ooh, here comes Sabrina. Yeah. <laughs> and now you start playing. And who are the who are the influences for this that you both would kind that of we'd have in common that you would think about, like, hey, what if we were to do a thing? And not that you're doing a thing that spot the influence, because that's definitely not what you're doing. This is all you and this is all you joined together it's it's your own thing it's not like a you're not you're not this is not a tribute band but 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 you would maybe invoke different i think my biggest influences, influences for the songwriting aspect of this have been um like annie lennox solo mm -hmm. enya okay um laurie anderson sure um and then i think where we kind of intersect is like you have kind of this elton john instinct about you that I remember uh, you said that yeah the, the first time that we worked together, yeah we like, i said you're my little latino elton <laughs> elton juan get up on that mic Sabrina. get up on that it's mic. funny that somebody who <laughs> sings into a microphone is so afraid, is afraid oh, this talk mic, into a this microphone. microphone looks so different than the than a stage microphone just imagine you're uh, there you go now you're up on so so, so those are some of the things that you were both, are those both, what, what about you, Aaron? What are some of the things that you were thinking for this? For this? So this uh, arrangement even of Sabrina's music is ki kind of more stripped down than, I mean, there's a full band version of this stuff as well. So there's already kind of a reinterpreting of these songs that Sabrina's written intended for full band. Okay. Um, where we're doing this. Um, duo kind of set up mm -hmm. um, and piano is my first instrument and instrument that I love playing so I really wanted to um, and Sabrina yeah talked about like I'm I'm your, like your little Elton John uh, so <laughs> I don't I, I, know I like to... he he might not be that big I don't know I just my young Elton John yeah so I just wanted to like lean into. Um... It sounds so creepy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what this record's about is the license to sound creepy. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's the priority for sure. But what, I'm sorry, I uh, didn't mean to interrupt you. Well, just for like this uh, scaled, scaled down version um, of your songs. Um, yeah, I like leaning into the songwriter aspect of that, senior songwriter aspect. And keep the keys um minimum with some some like subtle pads going on but really to just highlight what sabrina is doing and um complement the ways in which like your music is emotional i appreciate that i also appreciate the backing vocals that you're doing it, yes. i feel very supported when i play with you and um and also just in our rehearsal process and stuff sometimes i get real like imposter syndrome and sometimes you just outright 
like I said that these are hard on my sleeve songs and you'll sometimes just wear your heart on your sleeve and encourage me in ways that um, I really appreciate. And um, Isn't it nice when you can be vulnerable with somebody? It's scary, though. But it's scary. But isn't it? How is it for you to not have the... Because there are lyrics that you have that are wildly vulnerable, but you can... You have the volume to protect you a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. I have the volume and the big, we're talking about a giant dog, the big drums and bass mm -hmm. and a bunch of sweaty people on stage. Um, but this, it's, uh, this is up front now. The, what yeah. the, you're talking about those words, people are, people are hearing the words on the first listen. Yeah. Now. This is harder because, because that's what I got used to. I don't know if this is harder in general for people, but for me, this is way harder because I got so used to the punk rock ethos mm -hmm. and the, like, if you, like, look at me like I'm a car wreck and if you can't stand to look at it, then mm -hmm. get out, you know? And now I'm like, actually, I'm really sweet and kind. I have this heart and I've been hurt. Like, and... <laughs> Did people think you weren't? People thought you weren't. A nice person? I thought, <laughs> look, giant dog, I'm not going to get any argument with me. This is best bands going right now. So you, though, what is this France business you were alluding to? Okay, so that's a giant dog, and as as much as I'm excited about... Oh, well, let's talk, yeah. when is this? This is the sneak <laughs> peek. Of Sabrina, and, and as much as I'm excited about Sabrina... Finally, doing Sabrina, mm -hmm. a giant dog. Um, our timeline has gotten really exciting too. At, okay. at the same time, but when will we get Sabrina? The Sabrina. Okay. Um, the first singles should be out uh, in early 2023 with Get Better Records. Okay. Get Better uh, so Records. January, February, and those singles were produced with Laura Jane Grace, mm -hmm. and. Um, who is meticulous and detailed and very inspiring uh, as in taught me how to play my guitar better. And then um, the, the full album, I can't say when that will come out because um, we have a giant dogs album cycle to look at as well. Okay. Um, a giant dogs album is on merges roster for August. Okay. 2023. So okay. Um, my, my album is finished, but uh, I want to make sure that I give both bands a lot of time and girth mm -hmm. to travel and, um, you know, to get like vulnerable and sweaty, then vulnerable and sweaty again. Sure. Maybe just vulnerable and sweaty is a great title for something. <laughs> okay. Maybe that's, that's what sound title. I mean, that should be, yeah, that should be, I your, haven't your come your up with an should album be called vulnerable and sweaty yeah. when you finally write a book. <laughs> Sabrina Ellis. I'm vulnerable and sweaty. I mean, my life. I'm probably turning red because this is so true. This is uh, truer than therapy, y'all. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so we'll get a couple singles earlier in the year. Yeah. Then, then a giant dog that ramps up, and that's yes. the fifth album. It's our fifth album, um, original studio album. Okay. If we're not counting the neon. Mm hmm. Bible cover album. Okay. Which we're not. We're I mean, not. we're not. We're counting it, proper, yeah. original, 
studio. A giant dog. This yes. is our fifth. And it's going to be the first time we've done a conceptual album. Ooh. Um, well, this sounds like a scoop. And that, that means we have to say, where's the scoop thing here? And that's the end of the show. No, that's not. <laughs> this is me saying, this is what I usually do when, when there's a guest in studio. I usually say, come on, give us a scoop. And then when, if you're a little reticent to give us a scoop. Please give us a scoop. And then. What do we got here? here? Oh, come on. You know you want to give us a scoop. So, but you just, you gave the scoops without me even browbeating you into it. I mean, I came here with scoops. Yes. It's like a Baskin Robbins yeah. doesn't yeah, have as many scoops really as I just got. Cream. Yes. <laughs> I promised you Froyo if you did this. Yeah, that's that's why I, that's, I promised that's you part Froyo. of my writer. That's, <laughs> that, that was one of the most authentic real life things I've ever heard. I promised you Froyo if you did this. I mean, they did. That's the album's called I Promised You Froyo. <laughs> yeah, I promise. So, so the the A Giant Dog album, number five, mm -hmm. you recorded this. We recorded this in France. In France. And what, what led to that? Um, okay. I'll try to, I'll try to make this an elevator summary. Mm -hmm. Um, when we wrote this conceptual album, we got these real stars in our eyes about super producers. Okay. And we were rejected by the best living producers of our time. We were rejected by... Who are we thinking? David Fridman. Okay, who, sure. By the way, when I say rejected, this was a very kind rejection. Like, hey, simply don't have the time due to, you know, so-and-so and so-and-so. Yes. Yeah. And great rapport and very supportive mm -hmm. people. But David Fridman was the apple of our eye. Okay. And then, um, you know, we had also been courting John Congleton. Sure. Um, and then, uh, then we had this crazy wild hair uh, to send it to Todd Rundgren, who was very kind to listen sure. okay. to the demos. And PR1. Um, yeah. <laughs> As he refers to himself. Okay, now. so yeah, TR1. Yes. Um, TR was too busy. Okay. And, um, you know, but I actually, I, I actually like, I, uh, I burnt candles for, for you, TR1. Uh, there were like pig's hooves involved. That would be you, amazing if, that, if, it's, if at some point you <laughs> yeah. got to work with Todd I dressed Rundgren. up as you, mm -hmm. uh, do you have a favorite from top myself. run run album, Sabrina? Um, yeah, Bad Out of Hell. <laughs> Bad Out of Hell. That's so. <laughs> the first. Sure. Um. Um. So so you so those people the, were unable to. Produce none of the these album. people could produce, mm -hmm. and um. So what led you to to France then? Well, so then we, a giant dog went on tour in August, uh, just a little national loop um, to just make ourselves feel vital mm -hmm. again. And um, I guess Andrew and I would heavily discuss 
the problem of our album that we'd been sitting on. We would discuss it like with furrowed brow in the van like every day. And we had this tour manager um, and our tour manager, Sean Dickerson, had spent a lot of time working in this one little small town in France. And by a lot of time, I mean six years coming mm-hmm. and going. Okay. And apparently it had been a sister city of Austin. Anyway, this guy mentions, oh, hey, you should record in France with my friends. And Andrew and I completely ignored that advice. And we just kept like arguing about uh, Why or discussing. Why answer <laughs> our emails? <laughs> Maybe we should send him a T-shirt. <laughs> yes. uh-huh. so, yeah. you're uh, so you, you and Andrew. Let's send him some cigars. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're both... And somebody's, and that's like you should go to France. Yeah, and my then, friend is in France. Yeah, and we we just continued. Um, and then I guess at some point I feel like, yeah, Sean was like, "Well, Andrew seemed really excited about France," and I was like, "No, that isn't so. Okay. That didn't happen." Mm-hmm. So I I asked Andrew. I was like, "Hey, were you excited about recording in France?" And sorry, French engineers, if you're hearing this, Andrew was like. I don't think I reacted, but if we can afford to, that would be rad. Mm-hmm. And then um, it turned out that we we could afford to. And by that, I mean, you know, the, the travel cost is big, but um, the arts are more subsidized over there. And so the, the studio cost wasn't as great okay. as, uh, you know, if we had gone to Hawaii to record with sure. Rundgren, yeah. which I was willing to do. Yeah. Uh, I would have sold my sword. It's not over yet. Yeah, no, no, no. And so, yeah, we uh, we ended up going to France really, really last minute. Like mm-hmm. one bandmate was expecting is expecting a child. Okay. Um, another had moved away to a different city, and it was just like go team we got to go to france mm-hmm. and we we show up and we're in the french countryside and we're recording in what used to be a shit silo okay and um it's another yeah. great album title <laughs> yeah. so what is this concept of okay. this concept album? so now the concept um i do feel like i need andrew here to talk about that then you, Not, can te- you can tease i'll it. just tease it let me just say it is andrew's concept initially okay and then we worked for um about a year during the pandemic to develop the characters and um we're two seasons in in development of this series that uh we really we had high hopes (laughs) of putting out this series with the album but sometimes you just got to stick to what you know and bite the bullet and make the album. But if anybody wants to make a series right quick, we've got two seasons and wow, the twists and turns. But just so you know, it's about um, virtual reality, addiction and gender identity. Okay. That sounds intriguing. Yeah. And maybe you, you have the next door neighbor could be Todd Rundgren. Be like, like, hey, can I borrow some sugar? 
Todd Rundgren, what are you doing here? We'd love to work with you, Rundgren, in any capacity. And, and all five of you say the lines at the same time. Todd Rundgren, what, <laughs> what are, are you, you doing, doing here? here? It's always the best acting in all the band. And everybody gets lines in something. Like Mud Honey, when they were in the movie Black Sheep, and then they cut to Dan Peters, and he goes, Ugh. Like, they just, he had, everybody had to say something. That was classic. Yeah. So, <laughs> how about this? How about it? A giant dog, you come back when you're ready. We'll get Andrew. He can tell us all about everything. Andrew can talk us through it all. Mm-hmm. You see the setup we got in here. You, it's beautiful. We're both up there playing. We've had Mike Watt here. We've had uh, Daniel Romano's outfit played here. We've had Mike Kroll played here, a full band. You get Hell yeah. A full band in there. And then we hear all about the concept. But today, what matters to me, Sabrina Ellis. Two, sing- two singles. Two singles coming up. That's what everybody you have to look forward to for 2023. I mean. You've got to stay alive, everybody. Oof, me, me included. And I appreciate that. I mean, I'm excited about the singles. I also am excited about the Giant Dog album. I just didn't want to go off on it without crediting how much it was mine and Andrew's and, and the whole mm-hmm. band's. And um, not only that, but we did end up getting Congleton to mix it in the end. See? And not only that, but um, if if my Sabrina Ellis stuff is the vulnerable, like, hard-on-the-sleeve um, singer songwriter thing, then this A Giant Dog album is um, way into another direction that I've always wanted to go, and it's the closest thing to a metal album that wow. I've ever been involved in. So Amazing. Who are your metal heroes? Mm, Dio. Dio. Did you see the Dio documentary yet? No. It's really good. Mm. It just came out. We had the directors <laughs> checked in a couple weeks ago. Do you like Dio? I do like Dio. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, uh, it's an interesting documentary. He was, he started recording in the late 50s. The 50s. Really? Yeah. It's crazy. He was like a trumpet player and they're looking at a doo-wop band. He's playing trumpet on a thing. And next thing you hear these things, he's like, I'm in love with your baby. I want to get to know your baby. Or whatever song he's like. It's just the straightest, like, pre-Beatles rock and roll. And then he was in a band called, he was like, oh, the music's getting heavier. And then he had a band called Electric Elf, which was like a very 60s band. And then they shed the electric part and they just became Elf, elf. because it was a band. Of, and they, I guess they were all kind of small dudes in the band. So they called themselves Elf. Beautiful. Yeah. But he started in the 50s. You watch this documentary, your head's going to explode. When you see it, it will. It will. And then by the time he becomes Dio... He's like in his forties. That's inspiring. It's completely absolutely that, that inspiring. I will come upon my forties. Shall yep. I live another you four shall. years? You which shall. I'm trying to. You shall. Because I'll say this, Sabrina and Aaron. You, 
people start off, they say, oh, Orson Welles is my hero. He <laughs> was 25. He was 25 when he yeah. did Citizen Kane or whatever it was. Yeah. You, you watch that go past and tell me you're like, well, I guess I didn't do my Citizen Kane yet. And I'm got a three hanging on my edge. Mm. And then some of you go, oh, well, oh, uh, Phil Hartman joined the cast of Saturday Night Live when he was 37. Oh, that, that, that sale, I'll watch that sale pass me. I'm at the point now where I'm just like, wait, when did Colonel Sanders finally <laughs> hit it? That's the only one I got left. Some old man finally hit the jackpot. I'm still fighting, though. I'm still fighting. Remember, I'm still fighting. I'm fighting for you. Oh, goodness. They're watching us. That's right. They are watching us. We're fighting for you. Yes. Um, but you... Mostly Tom is doing the fight. You both are amazing. You both did this amazing set. I cannot wait for the album and for the singles. It's so exciting to see you show your full range because you are, without a doubt, one of the most talented people I've ever met. You're a force of nature, and it's exciting to see you show different shades of that. Thank so you, Tom. So I mean Tom. that from the bottom of my heart. And Aaron, it is so exciting to meet you, and I'm glad the two of you are working together. This is truly thrilling. Yeah, I'm thrilled, too. So we're all on the ride together. Oof. And now let's play some music. I want, I want to thank you both for coming in. Sabrina Ellis, and where can people check this stuff out? Just tell tell people where to... Oh, it's not available yet. But where When they're getting ready. When you're getting ready, um, just watch out for Get Better Records. That's the record label that is uh, supporting the release of my singles. Um, they're really great queer and trans run record label that um, definitely has some amazing bands that I've been following for a while, and I'm just so excited to... Uh, get my music in front of people that will see themselves in it um and then uh, the giant dog album will be out on merge records in august and i'm also equally excited about that it oscillates it's gonna be a big year well thank you both for coming in and we're gonna play one more song in honor of the late great hamish kilgower here's another song by the clean Anything can happen, and we'll be back and take some calls, and we'll wrap it up. Here are the clean. Yeah, another one from the clean. Anything can happen. Rest in peace. Hamish Kilgour. No calls. Unbelievable. 201. 989-0012. Nine eight nine zero zero one two. Well, I guess people have spoke. The people have spoken, and they don't want to speak to me. They literally have spoken, and their silence speaks volumes. Thank you to uh, Sabrina Ellis coming in and being a part of the show and debuting some new stuff that we will hear in twenty twenty three. What do I want to talk about? Oh, I know what I wanted to talk about. Everybody knows how much I love the show. Uh, Crisley, was it Crisley Knows Best? I'm such a huge fan of Crisley Knows Best, Todd Crisley. Now, my friends, I have some bad news. So for, for people who don't know, Crisley Knows Best is a reality show that it shows the life of 
the Crisley family. Todd Crisley. Julie Crisley. Julie Crisley. The rumors are true. Um, well, bad news, Crisley, uh, Crisley Axe, Crisley Maniacs. What, what do we call ourselves? Chris Heads? Bad news, Chris Heads. Because Todd Crisley was found guilty, and I think he's going to the old slammer. Let me find the news here. Where is it? Let's find this Todd Crisley. I had a whole thing here for Todd Crisley. Let's see. Here we go. Crisley knows best. Todd and Julie Crisley, stars of USA Network, home of Monk, which, uh, and, and Burn Notice and Scrubs, uh, not Scrubs, uh, uh, Suits and uh, Psych, have been sentenced. The stars of Crisley Knows Best have been sentenced to a combined total of 19 years in prison. Todd Crisley was sentenced to 12 years uh, plus six months probation, and Julie was sentenced to seven years plus 16 months probation. And they were uh, found guilty of filing two false corporate tax returns on behalf of the Crisley's company. Um, Todd's recovering from hip surgery and will we'll start his sentence next May. Um, they were found guilty in June of conspiring to defraud community banks out of more than $30 million of fraudulent loans. Yeeks. As well as a number of tax crimes, including conspiring to defraud the IRS, tax evasion. Julie was found guilty of wire fraud and obstruction of justice. Well, here's what we're going to do. Todd, go to jail. You go to jail. First of all, this is what you do. You go to jail. You punch the biggest guy in that jail right in the right in the nose. You bop him in the nose, the way Gary the Squirrel would say it. You bop him right in the nose. You let everybody know Todd Crisley means business. That's that's neither here nor there. That's just a little prison advice from somebody who who knows how these things work. Then sit tight, baby. You make sure you do your visits when somebody says, hey, I'd like to visit. And you get to the glass and you're in the orange jumpsuit and the, me or one of the best show crew will show up. Not with a cake with a file in it. We're not doing that. Well, somebody's going to show up and we're going to give you a book. It's a copy of Rich Dad, Poor Dad. We're going to say, this is for you. You check page 89, page 89, it's going to be a date written on it. We're busting you out of jail. Me and the best show crew are going to bust you out of the, uh, the clink. So I would like to ask the listeners, if anybody has access to a helicopter, 
and a bulldozer. Those are the two things we're going to need. And some prison uniforms, or some guard prison guard uniforms. Maybe we'll do a, a, a breakout like that showed Prison Break. So one of the best show staff, not me, because I got to be out here planning the stuff, needs to get convicted and sent to the same prison that Todd Crisley is going to be in. Um, what do you think? Dudio, any ideas who on the, who on the team should go to jail to help facilitate this breakout? I mean, right off the top here, I'm just going to put in a vote for Mike. For Mike. Okay. You say yeah. Mike. Mike. Because I think I'm only saying that I'm not saying that as an insult or anything. Mm-hmm. I think Mike could easily, he'd be the guy in the jail that everybody gets along with. That is true. Mike would get along with everybody in the jail. What's, that is what a good, state is he housed in? We're not sure yet. He has not been sent no. yet. Um, <laughs> what does that matter? Well, there's travel considerations. There's travel considerations, Jason. Okay. Mike, who do you think of the crew should go? Who do you think would be a good... Clearly, Pat Pat should go. Oh, Pat, okay. Pat has a history of bamboozling people left and right. Mm -hmm. That is true. I mean, you know, he's our guy. Because we do need an inside man for this. But he would be the inside man. He just puts on any kind of uniform and slips in. I think... Mike, I'm so sorry. Jason, I'm so sorry. Your dream of Mike going to jail, I'm taking that off the table. Pat, (laughs) Mike, I know you were looking forward to going to prison and being the inside man on this job. You're going to have to learn how to pilot a helicopter, though. (laughs) (laughs) That is the one thing I'm going to need. If you can pilot a helicopter, that would help us out a whole lot. Or drive a bulldozer. Are you a licensed bulldozer driver? If you could get your license in the meantime. One of you is going to have to pilot the helicopter. One's going to have to drive the bulldozer. I I mean, that's very ambitious. Uh, I would say, though, Pat could probably slip into the laundry. Yeah. You know, the laundry's always got to be picked up. Mm -hmm. You know, I could could drive a a laundry truck. Okay. Well, that's good to know. You drive I, I think I can handle the chopper. Okay. So, Dudio, you handle the chopper. I think Mike's going to have a laundry truck. <laughs> Andrew, I guess Andrew can do the, the bulldozer, I'm assuming. We could figure that out. We could sort that out. Pat, are you there? Yes. You're going to need to get convicted of a crime. You know, You know what I'm doing literally while I'm on the call with you guys what's that tax evasion i'm paying a parking ticket uh crumple it up right now we're gonna have to <laughs> we're gonna have it's, to it's literally tom i'm not joking yep. it's, it's if i don't pay it in two days mm-hmm. uh there might be a warrant for my arrest well this is I'm the best news kidding. i've had yeah this, this is, is the best news i've I'm ever li- heard in my life i'm literally paying a parking ticket yeah. well literally i need you to stop right now <laughs> and i'm gonna need you to this is what i'm gonna need you to do take that parking ticket Right on it. Come and get me. <laughs> uh, with a post-it. Just because you don't want them. If you write come and get me over the info, they might not be able to see who sent the ticket in. Get a post-it note. Write come and get me. I dare you. Put your address on the post-it as well. Your address needs to be on the post-it. And uh, your cell phone number. 
say, come and get me. <laughs> and say, uh, Mr. Police Officer, I gave you all the clues. <laughs> Write that on there also. Now, I, I already, I would make a reference to that movie, but I already drew a picture of Heath Ledger's Joker. Oh, that's, above that works just as well. West. That works yeah. just as well. Say, why so serious? Um, so, um, I wrote cereal just to give it my own yeah. flavor. I wonder if why so serious is related to Yahoo serious. It's like, it's so close. Yahoo serious. Why so serious? Very interesting. These are the things. These are the things I think about. I can't. I can't stop thinking of these weird thoughts, guys. Guys, this is the stuff I think. <laughs> guys, I think the things you think, but I got the courage to say it. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> oh, all right. So this is the way it works. Pat, you go to jail. You're in the same prison as Todd Crisley. You go up to him. You say, "Page eighty-nine, huh?" Because that's the rich dad, poor dad is going to have the the thing to say, go meet Pat. He's in the same jail that you are. You got to get in good with the laundry. Get in good with the, say, we'll do laundry. We'll do laundry. The two of you, you and Todd Crisley, start doing the laundry. Then the laundry truck, the laundry truck's pulling up every day. You look, who's behind the wheel? It's AP Mike. Bleeping AP Mike. Laundry pickup. Laundry pickup. You, Mike, you got to pretend you don't know Pat. You never saw this guy in your life. No. Even to put him down. I'll go, hey, you, you, you dirty prisoner. Right? Dirty prisoner. You dirty prisoner. Okay. I'm free and you're in jail. <laughs> Just Get like that truck, way. Dirty prisoner. That way nobody like thinks, oh, maybe these guys know each other. It's like, no, no, that, that laundry truck driver. Was really insulting that prisoner. Yeah, he keeps saying dirty jailbird? prisoner. Over. He's jailbird. Hey, jailbird. Him, yeah. Hey, jailbird. Load that laundry now. <laughs> think I got all day? Yeah. I think I got all. This is great. Think I got all day? <laughs> Load the laundry truck. But this is what you and Pat and you're breaking out on this too. Don't think we're leaving you behind. You're getting out too. The two of you climb into a laundry bag, you and Todd Crisley. You climb into a laundry bag, you get put through the washer, through the dryer, and then you need to sit very still and act like you're folded clothes. Then you'll get put in the laundry bag. Mike picks it up, puts it in a thing. Helicopter flies over as a distraction. Flies over. The guards shoot the helicopter out of the sky. It crashes, blows up. That's why I didn't want that job. Yeah. Helicopter blows up. No survivors. Now, the bulldozer okay, now, in the oh, meantime. Oh, no, 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 no. Let's, let's go back. Go back. One. The bulldozer in the meantime crashes no, through no, the wall. No, 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 no. Let's, and let's the truck back, Tom, escapes. Please. What's that? No, sir. It's the no survivors part that I'm a little hung up on. Oh, what? I was in the. I can I at least like come out it's of the a fire, it's like a holding a big gun. If you survive it, sure. Okay, but these guys are shooting bazookas at you, and <laughs> odds are that thing's blowing up in the sky. I don't know how you're going to survive. No, no, it. no. I think I could. I think. Okay. I could. Well, look. If you survive it, you have every right to 
crawl out of the wreckage. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew drives the bulldozer, crashes through the wall, laundry truck breaks through. <laughs> Everybody's out. They're too consumed with the flaming disaster of this helicopter that got <laughs> that crashed and is, is just explode explodes yeah, also. Pretty also, sure there's a big guy smoldering in that. It also explodes because of the because it's because of the gas. You're gonna I'm gonna need you also, Jason. Okay. To mm. load that thing with gas cans. I'm gonna put extra <laughs> gas in it because you never know. We may have to fly a long, long. Way. I need you to have six full <laughs> gas cans. Okay. And to maybe soak yourself in gasoline also. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I could, I could, you know, I could squeeze some out if we need it at the last minute. Yeah, no, that's good. And because, look, it's a misdirect. Oh, yeah. You ever see uh, Now You See Me, Now You Don't, or whatever that movie was called? That's all they're doing is misdirects. This is a misdirect. Everybody thinks, oh, this helicopter is going to break Crisley out. Guards shoot that thing out of the air. <laughs> and look. I promise you this, Jason. I know this is from the bottom of my heart, Jason. Okay. Okay. I will do an eight-minute tribute to the Hawk. Oh, good. With Todd Crisley in studio. <laughs> He's like, what is this? Oh, he loves he loves the Hawk. Oh, good. Then, Todd Crisley yeah. loves it. Well, then that's worth it. It is worth it. We'll get him in studio. He'll go like, he'll be like, uh, it's to say like, man, that Jason was a good guy. And that'll be, and th th you'll live on. You'll live on. The Hawk will live on. In that, in that three-second sentence <laughs> that Todd gives me, like, oh, what a great guy. Yeah, the Hawk's going to live on. 108.9 The Hawk, your good, podcast. Good. Your, your podcast, The Hawk. Yeah. It'll be Todd and Jeff doing it. From It'll that live point on. Well, Todd will take your place on The yeah. Hawk. Yeah. He has some character ideas. <laughs> He's going to start... Uh, He's gonna. He's gonna. He wants to be the keyboardist from Night Ranger on the show. Oh, good. So that, I mean, fun. honestly, that yeah. tracks. Fits. That would work. He's gonna be Fitz, the Night Ranger, Night Ranger keyboardist. <laughs> so look forward to that. Okay. Um, so that's the plan. We're gonna break. Todd Crisley, hang tight, buddy. Best show's coming for you. We're gonna get you out. All right. Let me take these calls and we'll wrap it up. Best show. Hello. Hello. Hi, welcome to the best show. To whom am I speaking? This is uh, Casey from Washington Township, New Jersey. Casey from Washington Township in New Jersey. Now, Washington Township is where? It is in Gloucester County. Way down there, huh? Uh, south of Camden. Yeah. That's, that's, some uh, that's, that's some exit two business. That's exit two on the turnpike. <laughs> We we kind of don't have an exit. Yeah. You don't. Well, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, too far away. What do you got for yeah. me, buddy? Um, how do I get through the holidays? Uh, right, let's you, figure you, this you out. You touched on it already, kind of like music, like harvest, music, you know, harvest time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, just like putting playlists together mm -hmm. and uh you know that kind of thing so you want to put a playlist together to unite the family is that what you're thinking uh, <laughs> yeah yeah exactly 
Like who is it? Um, who's going to you know, hear the music? My who, kind of music who gets together in the holidays in your in your life? In my life, it's uh, it's uh, my family, uh, my my parents, okay, and uh, aunt and uncles mm-hmm. usually. Okay, you know, one or two aunts or uncles. Yeah, and are you? Is it a contentious uh, arrangement? People arguing? No, or- no. Nah, nah. So, so you're not. So, what? Well, what's the hard part about getting through the holidays for you? What's the challenge for you? Uh, actually, uh, well, you know, back in the day, it used to just be kind of in recovery. So, so you're it's in just re- a hard time for that. You sure, know? you're in recovery. It's a hard time to just kind of yeah deal with the pressure so. of the holidays. And is that is that a part of it? Is yep. Well, I mean, look, yeah. all all. On a serious note, I mean, I hope you you can get. Do you go to meetings and things like that? Yes, I do. Well, that's good. Well, that hopefully that can be kind of a a foundation to help you get through things and give you give you some support. And you know, that's a it's 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 tricky business. I'm not I'm not going to minimize or or anything. That's it's it's an admirable thing. I'm glad you're taking care of your business and. Um, yeah, just lean on the people around you who get where you're coming from. And don't be afraid to tell people Indeed. if you're having a hard time. Indeed. Okay? Got to pick up the phone. Pick yep. up that phone, buddy. And did you see Harvest Time? Did you see it? I did. I did. Got to go with my dad. Got yeah. to go with my dad. What was your favorite, was what was your favorite part of it? My favorite part? Uh, well, you already said Alabama. Watching Jack Nietzsche pound on those uh, keys. That could be your favorite part, too. We don't all have to have exclusive favorite parts. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I just, I, Did you see it in the theater? Kenny Buttrey. Did you? I Kenny love, Buttrey, oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. Watching Kenny Buttrey drum, I've heard I from multiple people the thrill of seeing Kenny Buttrey drum was was very meaningful to a lot of people. So, um. Yeah, that was a throw. When that, when yeah. it, you saw it in the theater, when it started, were you surprised by how um how great that footage was? I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I was. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was I was prepared a little bit because of the little teaser, you know, uh, that we saw. But um, I was, yeah, it was kind of like I felt like you touched on it earlier. Was let it be. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was that kind of thing. I was like, wow, I just blown away. Yeah. Case, couldn't believe it. Casey? Still in all. You have a great, thank you, buddy. You have a great holiday. And uh, give you me a call. Too, give me a call in the new year. We'll do. Take right. care. Son. You take care. Bye. Good guy. Good guy. Let's see what's going on. One, one more call here. Best show. Hello. Final call. Final call. Hello, hey, Tom. Hey, Welcome to the best show. To whom am I speaking? Uh, this is Taylor from Exeter, California. Taylor from Exeter, California. Where, where is Exeter in California? Exeter is a uh, small little uh, touristy town right before you get into the uh, Sequoia National Park in Central California. Okay. So how far away are you from me? I'm out here in Lipstick City. Where are you at? Like how well, far? Well, I grew away? up. I grew up not far. I grew up not far from there. Uh, I grew up in Claremont, California. Um, 
So I'm about like three and a half hours, four hours away. Okay. And what can I do for you tonight, my friend? Oh, well, first of all, I just want to say uh, Sabrina Ellis was amazing. She was incredible. So great. They were amazing. I was blown away by there's so much, so many, so much just straight up talent. Sabrina is just a force of nature, and I, I mean that. Um. And I'm just thrilled no. to hear them yeah, do this sure. new yeah. new thing. That's it's it's the same thing, but it's completely different. That's that's what the greats do. Absolutely, and uh, just watching her like jam on the guitar, and you know, just yeah, we got a different side of her, which is really really cool. Yeah, it was awesome. So what what um what 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 else is going on? Uh, well, uh, I was calling in for the topic real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, how do I get through the holidays? Uh, so growing up in the L.A. area and then still, you know, living out here, I listen to a lot of sports talk radio in the L.A. area because I work an office job. Okay. And so I just pick I pick up on like sports facts that I know my like uh, family members and my uh like family in-laws like that they like the sports teams that they like. And I just bring up certain little things that I pick up throughout the year listening to sports talk. And that, that gets you through that like replicates uh, commonality. Is that what you're saying? It's but yeah, basically being like, Hey, I remember that you like this team or mm-hmm. you like this player. And so here's this fact that I learned that mm-hmm. you probably weren't expecting that I knew. So that's like a, that's like, you're like almost like a traveling salesman or whatever. Just like saying like, Hey, how are your kids? And you look at like the card before you go, Billy and, and, uh, Julie. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. Because how's the golf game? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because like my, my like social anxiety is like, you know, not the greatest. And so like, that's my way of like, that's my sort of like go to, you know, thing to be like, okay, I can get this uncle away from me. If I just talk about the Vikings or sure, I can get this like other, like uh, my mother-in-law loves like this college basketball team. And mm-hmm. so I talk about that for a little bit. Amazing. I get what you're doing. My wife's going to hate that. I, my wife's going to hate that. I just <laughs> Well, do they listen? Do they listen to the show? Unless they're just like, yeah, we heard that uh, Taylor likes the best show. And they're doing the same thing to you. No, my wife. My, what no, if, yeah, my wife listens to you. But but what if your uncle, what if your uncle, what if you go to 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 uh, the, 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 the holiday dinner and then your uncle's just like, um, hey, so how's the best show doing? And then you're just like, he just did the same thing to me. I would lose my mind. Just mentioned the best show to me. Uh, I hope your wife hears this and coaches one of your f- family members to just say, "Hey, how how oh are you liking God. the best show these days?" I think that has to happen. Oh my God! All right. Well, Taylor. now I think I'm going to be expecting it. Yeah. Right? Now you're expecting it. All right, Taylor. We got to wrap up and say and goodnight. That's even worse. Thanks All for right, the call, so- buddy.
All right, everybody. Thank you. Thank you to Andrew Gleason. Thank you. The best show, Jason, Pat, Mike, Brett, Davis, Brett, Boham, everybody. Thanks for all the greatness. Thank you to Sabrina and Aaron for coming in and playing their music. Loved it. So much fun. Again, patreon.com slash the best show. Bonus stuff up there. New things going up. Just a new episode of So Far, which you thought was done, but isn't done. New episodes up there. Foreverdog.plus. The YouTube. You go to uh, youtube.com slash best show for number four life. And you watch the videos and we're doing it. And this is just the beginning. So thank you, everybody. And thank you to Wes for his amazing help and Margot. So much help to make the show happen. I appreciate all of it. We'll be back next week. Bye-bye. The Best Show is produced in partnership with the Forever Dog Podcast Network. The show is hosted by Tom Sharpling and features John Worcester, Jason Gore, Pat Byrne, and Michael Lisk. The show is produced and written by Jason Gore, Pat Byrne, Michael Lisk, John Worcester, and Tom Sharpling. The Best Show is executive produced by Tom Sharpling, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. The show is engineered and mastered by Andrew Gleason, website and technical support provided by Martine Sellis, and the show is recorded at Forever Dog Studios in Los Angeles. Support The Best Show on Patreon over at patreon.com slash thebestshow, and follow us on YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram over at Best Show for Life. That's Best Show number four, Life. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>